Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 2. I am so glad that you always keep me in your thoughts and that you are following the teachings I passed on to you. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is a man, and the head of Christ is God. A man dishonors his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying. But a woman dishonors her head if she prays or prophesies without a head covering on her head. For this is the same as shaving her head. Yes, if she refuses to wear a head covering, she should cut off all her hair. But since it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut or her head shaved, she should wear a covering. A man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping, for man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory, and woman reflects man's glory. For the first man didn't come from woman, but the first woman came from man. And man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man. For this reason, and because the angels are watching, a woman should wear a covering on her head to show she is under authority. But among the Lord's people, women are not independent of men, and men are not independent of women. For although the first woman came from man, every other man was born from a woman, and everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it right for a woman to pray to God in public without covering her head? Isn't it obvious that it is disgraceful for a man to have long hair? And isn't long hair a woman's pride and joy? For it has been given to her as a covering. But if anyone wants to argue about this, I simply say that we have no other custom than this, and neither do God's other churches. What in the world, right? As you take a look at these verses, what is Paul saying? This letter has seemed relatively normal up to this point. And if these verses sound somewhat confusing to you, you're not alone because I think as you just take a casual look at other resources that are available to you for, to help you study First Corinthians, uh, especially on YouTube as far as devotional content is concerned, they will look at the whole of chapter 11 and have a tendency to skip over these verses. We're not because we're going to go through the whole Bible, even the passages like this that make us kind of scratch our heads a little bit. And the challenge here, uh, again, is to look at people who will turn to these verses and say that Christianity is pro-misogynistic uh, and it is pushing an anti-feminine agenda. And they will look at these verses and say, ha, explain this. And for the average Christian who hasn't looked at these verses or who may not even know that these verses exist or even know how to start studying them, that's a little bit of a problem. And the challenge here of all of this is to read and study the Bible while taking off your lens. And I say that like you would put a, a color-filtered lens over a flashlight to change the color. We tend to approach the Bible with different kinds of lenses. It's different kinds of lenses, not picking on any particular one here, but just giving you some examples include things like social justice, gender equality, prejudicial preferences, Christian nationalism, so on and so forth, all of these things impact how we read the Bible and how we interpret it. We try to make scripture fit into our own picture, or are we allowing scripture to speak for itself? The challenge of reading the Bible is to let the Bible speak for itself. And when we have passages like this that raise a lot of questions, 
It's an invitation, again, for us to go to the rest of Scripture with your questions. I think Ephesians chapter 5 will be helpful for you in this if you want more clarification on how Paul teaches about the roles of men and women, specifically in the relationship relationship of marriage. But as you look at what Paul is saying at here, he is highlighting something that's really unique, and he's giving it through the example of the role of head covering and the role of hair even within how people worship. Men and women are created differently. That's not surprising. That shouldn't be surprising. They have different roles within the church. One is not better or superior than the other. And I want to be really clear about that. The confusion here comes when people start reading about the head and the submission that the woman was created for the man and so on and so forth. And you have the example of the order of creation here, where just as the head of Christ is God, the the head of man is Christ, and, and the head of woman is the man, you have this dynamic that the relationship that Jesus has with the church is being reflected in the roles that men and women play when it comes to worship within the church. And we see again the beautiful benefit of Paul continuing this thought throughout the rest of the chapter and into 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about Christ being the head of the body. And we'll get there in a few episodes, but for here, we're looking at these verses. Worship in a way that honors the way that God made you to be. This is what Paul is inviting and encouraging the Corinthians to focus on. It's not about who's better than the other. It's not saying that girls rule and boys drool and or whatever saying that you want to throw here. It is not about power or position, and that is not how God's kingdom works. At the Paul, time Paul is writing this, head coverings are the norm, right? And we look at this and say, not so much today. The invitation is, again, not to view this as saying, well, that applies to the church then, this doesn't apply to us now, and we can just skip over it. That is not what we are instructed to do. We are instructed to look at all of Scripture as being beneficial to show us the way God made us to be. Paul is focusing here on the motive and the attitude that comes behind the worship. Are you viewing your role as one that God has created for a unique purpose to allow other people to see how he is alive and at work through your distinct roles? Or are you allowing the the pride and power and position to get into your head, right? Paul even says uh, in these verses that women are not independent from men and vice versa, men are not independent from women. And in case we start to think about that, women have a distinct role that men can't do, right? Men can't create life. Women do. Men have a distinct role of being the head, of being one who comes along and serves, not as a superior gender. I keep coming back to this because I feel like this is something that we continually get confused on. Paul is trying to show us that God has created you specifically and uniquely to bring distinct honor and further glory to him through how you worship. And he is using the example, the cultural instance of head coverings to highlight this teaching. The content about head coverings here is an example that applies to the time that he is writing, which leads us to the takeaway question today. How do you see the roles of men and women working together in order to help further the worship of the Lord in the church today? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at e underscore pistle. 
You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.